Doug Tyrrell, History and Comment is available weekdays on iHeartRadio. Hello, friends. I'm Doug Tyrrell. This is History and Comment for Wednesday, the first day of November 2023. There is a psychological shift when we cross into November. It's hard to pretend it's still fall. I was on a road trip earlier this week, and the hills are becoming increasingly brown. But we will still have some nice days. I often remark the two themes that should be avoided in polite company are religion and politics, when actuality everything else is just fluff, and maybe even politics is fluff. We could mention arts, but religious subjects have historically been the subject of artists, maybe none more well-known than the Italian Michelangelo. On this day in 1512, the Sistine Chapel at the Vatican is open to the public for the first time. You might recall Michelangelo painted his classic work on the ceiling. It took four years and is considered one of the greatest works of art in human history. It's not a single work, but a series of paintings. Maybe the most famous is the creation of Adam. Certainly the Catholic Church has sponsored some of the greatest works of art and architecture in history. A very long discussion can be held on the subject. Is this a form of true worship? Or does the guild and grandeur work to isolate the individual from personal worship? The Old Testament tabernacles and later temples were grand in the same ways, yet they're absent from the first couple of centuries of the church. William Shakespeare's work is largely secular, if not entirely. Two of his plays debuted on this day. The most well-known of the two was The Tempest in 1611. On more temporal subjects... William III of Orange tries for the second time to seize the crowns of England, Scotland, and Ireland. This time he will succeed and hold the throne for nearly 13 years. The Orange line was Dutch, but closely, and I mean very closely, related to the English royal line of the time, as were all royals in Europe. The Williams of Orange are closely linked to Ulster or Northern Ireland, and what gives us the orange band on the Irish flag. Meanwhile, here in the colonies, the British Parliament is trying to balance the books for the military operations here in North America and pass the Stamp Act to raise revenue. The French and Indian War had ended two years before. This was the North American front to a larger fight with the French. The act was very unpopular with the colonists as they felt they'd already paid their share of the war. And it was a way to reward career soldiers and officers. It also ignored the colonial legislatures. This will be the origins of the idea of no taxation without representation and why spending bills must originate in our house. Sorry, folks, but there's no such thing as a presidential budget. He can suggest, but the House writes the budget and the Senate and President have consent. Edmund Burke was a native of Ireland, philosopher, and member of the British Parliament. On this day in 1790, he publishes Reflections on the Revolution in France, in which he predicts it will end in disaster. That prediction largely came true. Burke was a complex thinker, and to distill his thoughts down to a few lines may be a disservice. He supported the American Revolution, but was deeply concerned with the French one. The American founding fathers were largely religious and had closely studied the feelings of man, while the latter French Revolution was largely secular. 
Burke stated, There are no rights without corresponding duties or without some strict qualifications. He saw that when men play God, they behave like devils. The American founding fathers saw much the same thing. While they pushed for liberty, on the one hand, they expected a moral compass and self-restraint on the other. President John Adams moves into the executive mansion in 1800. You know it as the White House. The Civil War is six months old in 1861, and the idea that this will be a quick skirmish has faded away. The Army was not prepared for a long war. At the top was General Winfield Scott, a career Army man who had been a general officer for nearly 45 years. He was known as Old Fuss and Feathers for his like of military pomp and procedure. Clearly, he was well beyond his prime and not a good fit to lead an aggressive war effort, certainly not from the field. Lincoln appointed George B. McClellan to be the general. McClellan was a West Point grad and excellent at organizing an army, but Lincoln and McClellan quickly locked horns. Lincoln wanted action, and McClellan wanted caution. He was often crippled by bad reconnaissance that overestimated Confederate strength. Lincoln will remove him in a few months, but later he gets a second chance that also ended in a firing. McClellan complained, and maybe with some cause, that Lincoln meddled too much with the war. The U.S. Weather Bureau makes its first official forecast in 1870. Thomas Edison, who invented the film projector, had aspirations to control the new film industry. On this day in 1894, he films Buffalo Bill, Annie Oakley, and 15 Native Americans at his New Jersey studio. The Library of Congress was, for the first years, exactly that, a library for Congress. On this day in 1897, it opens its doors to the public. English-born race car driver Ken Miles is born in 1918, he was closely linked with Carroll Shelby and his Formula One run for Ford Motor Company. Country singer and master songwriter Bill Anderson is 86 today. In horse racing, Seabiscuit outpaces War Admiral. It was an upset of epic proportion, as War Admiral was the favorite in what was billed as the match of the century. The year is 1938. The film Seabiscuit was a very good flick. Barry Sadler was born in 1940. He was an Army sergeant best known for writing and singing the song, The Ballad of the Green Beret. Ansel Adams takes the moonrise over Hernandez, New Mexico in 1941. This has become one of the most famous images in photography history. Jim Steinman was a songwriter with a long list of credits by a number of artists, but is best recalled for his work with Meatloaf, and a single solo released in 1981 called Rock and Roll Dreams Come Through. He was born on this day in 1947. 6,500 Army soldiers are exposed to a nuclear blast in 1951. This was a non-voluntary experiment to test the effects of exposure and psychological effects to the massive destruction. An article in Forbes concluded in 2020 that there were no health effects from the body of such nuclear tests in the 50s. At least, they were much lower than exposure to asbestos and beryllium. The Mackinac Bridge opens in 1957, linking Michigan's Upper Peninsula to the rest of the state. 
At the time, it was the world's longest suspension bridge. If you're up in that area, the Sioux Locks will be closing soon, ending the shipping season on the Great Lakes. Movie ratings are introduced in 1968. The original ratings were G, M, R, and X. We could have a very long discussion about how the ratings have slipped in 55 years. The first Honda Accord rolls off the assembly line in Marysville, Ohio in 1982. This was the first American-built foreign car. That's history and comment for the first day of November. I'm Doug Tyrrell. Now, go do something worth remembering.